glad that you're back here again. This is episode two, Spotlight Two, with Bill Neuenfeld of my Boomer Buddies podcast. Let's join myself and Bill in progress. Spotlight Two. Yeah. At age 39, I was established in a small community and uh, had been divorced and uh a girl that I was dating or had been dating for a fair bit of time, about three and a half years, got a promotion to work for a company in Arkansas. And she mentioned to me that uh, she was going to move down there, buy a house, start this new life. Would I be interested in moving there with her? And I said, well, you know, I'll see what I can find for a career, but you know, my roots are pretty deep here in Minnesota. I don't know. I don't know. So, I called a headhunter and lo and behold, there was a really nice job in a related uh, field. I was in, in at the time printing roller sales. I sold the rubber rollers for printing presses. Well, there happened to be a printing company down here and uh, they were looking for a salesman, which is my forte, uh, yep. but they were a really unique printing company. They print tickets. So all of the big league baseball, football, um, all of the humanities and all of that, they print the tickets here for those things in Fort Smith. So anyway, I landed this job with them and it was, a, at the time, a great paying job, great opportunity, really cool world to step into. And I started traveling for this company. I moved down here. We didn't get married. She left a year later and I stayed primarily because the ground does not freeze here, but uh, anyway, the ground does not freeze, <laughs> but uh, yeah. anyway, so I've been here now uh, 26 ish years and, uh, and uh, been through a couple of other careers and a couple of lives, but anyway, uh, practice, yeah. practice, practice, right. I'll figure it out one day. So yeah, yeah. it's been interesting. It's, it was a really interesting cultural change to move here yeah that's what i want to dig into here because uh, i i know uh, talking to you through the years college sports are huge down there right them hogs yeah. oh boy tell us the about the, the culture with college sports down there yeah the culture with college sports first of all the hogs the the arkansas razorbacks they're up in fayetteville up the north far northwest corner that's the University of Arkansas, uh, and they're the Razorbacks. And around here, they call them the Hogs. And the statement you always hear is, how about them Hogs? <laughs> but uh, that's the holy grail of sports in, in Arkansas. And uh, yeah. there's no professional teams here. People, Some people like the Cowboys, uh, but uh, some people like the St. Louis Cardinals. But the culture in university athletics here is – if you're an athlete there, you can do no wrong. And mm-hmm. um, a lot of um, a lot of the wrong things get swept under the rug. Um, things have changed now with some of the newer NIL uh, monies available and things available since the NCAA has uh, chosen to turn their back on mm-hmm. money being paid to athletes. But I recall a time when the University of Arkansas was playing the University of Minnesota in the Liberty Bowl. And at that yeah. time, my son had graduated high school and moved down here with me. And right about that time, 
apparently someone from Minnesota had exposed two students who were on the payroll of a Dallas area car dealership, but had never set foot in the state of Texas. And so that at that time was highly illegal, but it was a big donor. And, uh, you know, they were paying these kids to go to school and play football Mm -hmm. and it popped up on the news. And as quick as it was there, it was gone. Now where we're from or way back home in Minnesota, where Rick lives and I grew up, that's different, isn't it, Rick? It is the, the, uh, NIL, if you will, is something that they're trying to get to catch on now. I'm not as informed as I should be about it, but I know from the little bit I have seen other parts of the country, uh, they can really recruit with that. It's a recruiting tool as well. And these kids do really well, sometimes better than if they were playing professionally. It's pretty, remember the Ganglehoff with the basketball with Clem Haskins? Um, yep. You know, she was writing papers for the players and, and they had to give up, I believe, a Big Ten championship because the season got wiped out because of cheating. So I don't think yeah, that would yeah. have happened in Arkansas, right? No, I mean, that's just, that that's not the way here. Uh, mm-hmm. It's almost as, the, as though everyone wants to enable them just so they have a chance to win an NCAA championship, win the SEC. In fact, as far as I have seen, it's a lot this way here in this conference of the sec, which Mm. don't get me wrong. The sec is a great conference. Very, very, you know, very dominating in, uh, in the world of sports, especially football. But uh, in Minnesota, there's whistleblowers in Arkansas. There's enablers is kind of how my take on it anyway. Whistleblowers and enablers. Okay. Let's talk more about the actual culture of living down there. The pace is different. Can you, can you enlighten me on uh, living in Arkansas? Yep. Uh, the first thing that impressed me, I was unimpressed with when I moved here, was that uh, we all know that women in the workplace have taken a little bit of a backseat to men in a pay equity situation um, and some other you know, cultural things. It was way more profound here. It has improved a lot, but it's still more profound uh, mm. than than where we're from in the north. Um, so that's one thing, which at the time <clears throat> I wasn't prepared culturally for that. So sort of found a little bit of difficulty finding that woman that I would connect with that way. Um, and the some of the really cool things here is the food is just fantastic. Uh, you know, and, and outdoor barbecue is great. I, I learned how to barbecue here. I, I recall my next door neighbor, George, he was a rock and roll band bass player and has played for some famous bands, by the way, but I won't say, but anyway, uh, first thing I walked out the back of the house and here's this dude next door with a Weber grill and he's, got something cooking and I walk over there and I said, hi, I'm Bill. I live next door. And he said, I'm George. I said, great, <laughs> George. I said, what do you got on there? What are you cooking? Boudin. Long pause. I said, what's Boudin? 
He said, I'll get you some in a minute. Anyway, boudin is a rice sausage, Cajun sausage. That's great. And uh, anyway, lo and behold, over time, George and I became great barbecue buddies and great next door neighbors. And I still stay in great touch with him. Uh, I recall uh, George went on a flight with me uh, several times, several flights with me and had a great time. But I meant to say about him barbecuing. I asked George one time, George, how long does it take to cook those ribs? He said, depends on how much wine you got. You got a lot of wine, takes a long time to cook. But one night, it, this was the day I got my pilot's license. The the FBO at the airports, FBO means private terminal where they keep the airplanes. The FBO had an airplane for rent that you could rent. So anyway, I passed my pilot's license. I came roaring home and said to my girlfriend, yay, I passed my pilot's check ride. Yay. And the next door neighbor, George's wife, Lori, was there. And she said, well, George is playing up in Missouri tonight. Y'all ought to fly us up there. And I went, <laughs> and I just opened a beer and I hadn't touched it to my lips yet. And I said, are you serious? She said, why not? And my girlfriend looked at me and said, hell yeah, let's go. So I called the FBO, got the airplane rented. We ran out there and one of the other, the lead guitar player's wife. So there was three women and me. I flew them up to Neosho, Missouri. We drove down to a, a outdoor venue and I think it was in Anderson, Missouri. Anyway, I brought the girls to uh, the concert and it was a Jimmy Buffett review concert. So it was all outdoor Buffett stuff. Great time. But of course I couldn't participate in any intoxicants. Right. Right. So yeah, I was sober. sober as a judge. It was a great concert. I'm not saying that, but anyway, then we went home at about, I think we left up there about two in the morning and uh, we swapped George for Libby, which was the guitar player's wife. And uh, she left, George jumped in. So it was George and Lori and Heather and I, and off we took from Neosho. And I mean, it wasn't 20, 30 minutes and we were seeing the lights of Fort Smith George says, man, we got to get an airplane for the band. He says, <laughs> anyway, it never happened. I mean, they weren't big time enough. And I right, smiled. Right. I thought, boy, and then right then a pipe dream, like, wow, I could be a rock and roll band pilot. What have I stepped into? But okay. did never happen. Yeah. But anyway, that was, yeah. that was one of the things that I, I, sorry, I digress to that, but no, that's, that's good. the kind of culture around here. People are a lot more laid back a road construction project takes a lot longer um i don't know if it's because we have 12 months of the year that they can actually work on it whereas in minnesota you know uh freezing season means construction's over with but uh it's just a lot more laid back a lot slower when you work for the man he's the man the 3m concept in minnesota is everybody has an equal voice it ain't that way in Arkansas. So, and you anyway. probably had to learn that the hard way. Oh, I've had to extract my foot from my throat many, many times. <laughs> and it's gotten me laid off, almost fired. But I, I'm all for improvement, equal opportunity, equal voice. But that doesn't work here sometimes. So, anyway. All right. That, that, that's great. That's great stuff. I want to hear more about George. I did not know about George oh, yeah. and me being a He's rock good. and roll guy. 
uh, listeners and viewers out there, um, you don't know anything about me, really. That they'll be later. But I love music. All my buddies love music. Uh, Bill loves a lot of music, but he's the one that turned me on to a more of a variety of Southern rock. And to be in Arkansas, you know, Ozark Mountain Daredevils. I mean, that, oh, yeah. that's good stuff. That's good yep. stuff. But uh, wh- other episodes, we're going to mainly do, well, in some we'll do mainly music. Because if we get the other buddies all on at one time, we all have different things that we specialize in. Dan Vickstrom specializes in the Stones. He owns thousands of bootlegs, and he's an encyclopedia. Um, Joe Chesley Chez. He loves progressive rock. He was the one that showed me uh, in greater detail the band Yes in Kansas. We went to a concert about a month ago that was fantastic. You know, you say, well, they don't have the originals, but they have talented musicians that really do the music justice. But Joe is is really good with that. Um, I like the uh, the pop music from the, the British uh, invasion era. That's kind of my specialty. Uh, I like the Moody Blues, who were progressive. Um, so, and I also did a couple music trivia games that I wrote all the questions and I published it. So that's a little on me, but this is about Bill right now. Uh, Bill, what I want you to do right now, um, he is one of the funniest guys I've ever met, and he's got jokes. And we're going to try to have him tell at least one joke when he's on. So, Bill. It's all yours. Let's hear a joke. Let's see. Probably one of my favorite jokes is a golf joke. Golf jokes are great because they're very, uh, they're situational. They're relatable, you know? So uh, as the story goes, uh, I showed up to work one Monday morning and uh, one of my coworkers, Hey Bill, how was your weekend? And I said, Oh, it, it was good. I had a good weekend. And he said, what happened? Did you get sick or something? I said, no, it's nothing. I'm not sick. It's okay. And he said, what's with the voice? And I said, it was a nine iron. He said, a nine iron. I, well, here's the story. You know, this weekend was that mixed couples tournament out at the golf club and Judy Johnson and I teamed up and we were in contention. I mean, we were, we were coming down 18 and it was tied, you know, it was, we were, it was tight. And Judy and I were a team and another gal and this guy were, you know, another team. Anyway, we got up on the 18th tee and Judy was playing a Titleist and I had a max fly. So we teed off each hit our drives and over to the right wasn't out of bounds. It was a cow pasture. So over into the cow pasture goes both of our drives. So we walked over to where they went out, put our bags down and pull the club out of the bag. So we kind of kick around the weeds and over to my right, there was my max fly and a cow pie. So I kind of kicked it out of there with the club and moved it around, got it cleaned off so I could pick it up. And about that time over to my right, old Bessie wagged her tail and there was Judy's Titleist right in the back end. And I called Judy over and I lifted Bessie's tail up. I said, hey, Judy, does this look like yours? And she hit me in the throat with her nine iron. (laughs) (laughs) 
you know, I've heard that several times. I still love that joke. It's so good. Uh, It's a great joke. Oh, man. Well, Bill, this has been really fun. Um, Again, to the viewers and the listeners, we are going to try to do weekly shows. And as you get to know us, um, I think you'll come to want to really hang out with us. And again, we want your input on all of this. We want you to email us at myboomerbuddies4 at gmail.com. Myboomerbuddies4 at gmail.com. It was fun hearing some of your stories. And you can <laughs> see that Bill, Bill has a wealth of knowledge of a lot of things. And he's really good at, at um, making people feel comfortable. And hopefully you felt comfortable with him today. And I want to thank you, Bill, for taking part in my Boomer Buddies podcast. And uh, when I thought of this idea, you're one of the first people I thought of that should be part of this. Well, thanks, Rick. I mean, this is really cool. It's it's fun to rehash old stories. Hopefully others can relate to them. And, uh, you know, it, it'll be cool if people can send some of their stories in or, you know, who knows if you get the right colorful guy, girl, whatever, become a guest star. Cause uh, Rick's the greatest guy. Rick's the greatest guy to interview people and bring stories out of you. So he credits me for being this, whatever I am, he says, but he's the guy that brings it out of me. He has to say a couple of things and the night is gone. We, we can't quit talking. So credit to Rick there. So, yeah. And, and the boomer buddies group that the, the core of this, um, we try to get together at least once a year, there's a golf outing in Minnesota. Uh, Billy either drives up or flies up and, uh, we just have the greatest time getting together. Um, and we can talk about things from the past. We, we don't dwell on it all the time. We talk about things going on right now. Like we did some of that today in this show. So again, for my Boomer Buddies podcast, I'm Rick Reed. We hope you come back again. And thanks again, Bill, for being part of this. And uh, stay tuned for more. We'll see you Cheers. around the block.